Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. You must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Now here's the thing. Hope is something that has to be viewed from a particular angle in order for it to make any sense to us, given that the word hope can mean different things to different hearers and readers. I'm Andy, and I want to look at what this hope is that we should be ready to explain. If you've been a regular listener to the Beacons, then you will have already heard me talking about my rescue from the Irish Sea. So I'm not going to bore you with all of the details, you just have to go and listen to them on the website. You may have noted that the thing that concerned me and made me panic was the sight of the fast ferry bearing down on me as I floated helplessly in its path. The reality, however, was that the ferry had been stood still for 20 minutes and wasn't moving at all. But I didn't know that. And what I thought resulted in panic and desperation. Would I have panicked if I had known the ferry was motionless? Well, I don't know the answer to that because in my predicament, I didn't have that information. So to me, the ferry was doing as it should, steaming full ahead for the harbour. It's all a question of perspective. For a full week now, I've been up high above the church in a cherry picker, doing lots of work in places that you may never look up and see. The work needed doing, though, whether you can see it or not. I know it's done, and you just have to take my word for it. From up high, you can see things as you look down from above that can't be noticed in any other way. You see, we might experience the result of something we cannot see, say water dripping on our heads if we stood in a certain place in the building. But we'd need to get above to see the hole in the roof where the water originated. Do you get what I'm trying to say? When we view things from a different angle, we can see much more, understand more fully, and grasp the full intent of the information given to us. In the good old US of A, they have printed on the rear view mirrors of their cars, warning, objects may appear closer than they actually are. In other words, the magnifier on the lens gives a distorted view, and this needs to be clearly understood by the driver in order to take the correct action. Is it safe to pull out into the lane or not? Is the car close or far away? One of my favourite comedy programmes has a sequence where two friends are on holiday and they're looking at cows in a field from their caravan window. One holds up a small toy cow and says, small, and then points at the cows outside saying, far away. You see, it's all about perspective. I guess my question would be, how do we explain our hope within the view, the lens or the context of the words that we started with from Peter's first letter, chapter 3 and verse 15. Well, first of all, who is it that Peter is writing to? Well, if you were to look in a Bible, it would be fairly obvious that this letter is from Peter, who calls himself an apostle. Now, a note on apostle. Apostle just means an eyewitness to the death and resurrection of Jesus. But that's important as we go along. And it's written to believers in Jesus Christ in various churches throughout the regions of what is Turkey today. 
these believers have been dispersed in the region from their own homes and safe surroundings, and they were living as foreigners. And Peter is writing this letter to encourage them in their trials. You see how this changes the view already? By the time you hear this, I will have officiated at a funeral of a fellow believer in Jesus. Everyone at the funeral would have some form of hope or desire that the future will be kind to them. But that is not the kind of hope we're discussing in this beacon. This is not the kind of hope that Peter is urging the believers to explain. Those at the funeral with a belief in Jesus carry the hope that Peter is talking about. It isn't hopeful or wishing for something good. It's much deeper and far more fulfilling than that. And it has more to do with the hope giver than the hope itself. The hope that we have, the hope that Peter urges the believers to have, an explanation of is better expressed as assurance. It's something which is sure, steadfast, unchanging, solid. It isn't just a desire, wishful thinking. It is a solid dependence on a solid promise given by a solid promise giver. Jesus was pure and he lived a human life without sin. This means that he doesn't lie to us. His promises, therefore, of eternal life with him our reconciliation with the Holy God, they are going to happen without any shadow of doubt. You see, one kind of hope carries with it an element of doubt. We might wish for something good, but there is a chance that it might not happen. Or what we want doesn't materialise. The hope we're talking about, though, the hope that Jesus gives us, is absolutely going to happen. There's no changing of minds, change of plan, or diverted outcome. The hope that Christians have is based on the undeniable trustworthiness of the one who gives the promise in the first place. We're so used in life to promises being broken, or we're used to being let down even by those closest to us. So we learn to live a life which is suspicious, heartbreaking and lonely. And that's not what God intended for you. Jesus died and rose again. Remember that this is what Peter was an eyewitness to. So he wasn't just making something up. He did this because God had a plan to bring us back into relationship with him. See, the only way for sin to be dealt with was for a sacrifice to be given, which was acceptable to God one that met all of his pure, holy requirements. And Jesus was that sacrifice. So God provided the sacrifice, he approved the sacrifice, and now he allows us to reconnect, to have our relationship restored. So Jesus was the fulfillment of promises made throughout history, all the way from Genesis, the first book of the Bible, right the way through to the eyewitness accounts of the disciples and apostles. God has always made promises of mankind having its relationship restored. And Jesus was the bearer of that promise. A promise that as we accept this sacrifice provided for us, that we will be made right. Our lives are poor reflections of that at this moment in time. 
and that we will be welcome into his presence forever. You see, this hope of real promise made by a real God, purposed for us by a real Jesus, dying a real death, but then coming back from the dead and being made really alive again, is guaranteed, set in stone. All we need sometimes is a readjustment of our sight or thinking to see that God is all about relationship with his creation. He hasn't given up on it. He will always love it. And he's calling out to us every day. Perhaps you just need a change of perspective to grasp as Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 3, verses 14 to 19. And I'll make this my prayer. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, and then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Amen. Coach House Beacons. The Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.